want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, the book tour, um, book signings, all of that good stuff. I'd love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. I'm really excited to have Christopher Finley on the line. He's the chairman and CEO of Lloyd Jones LLC, and he's got a lot to teach us today. Um, he's also a couple of big markets he's working in is workforce housing, and then also something super interesting to me because we know this is going to be more and more important going forward. And that's um, he's developing um, or has developed a marketing um, effort and uh, and development effort for 55 plus over um, housing. So really pumped to get into all of that. Um, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Happy to be here. So I looked at your at your uh, at your background, and I'll tell you quite quite a few interesting things going on. But um, just to start to give the the audience a flavor of where you come from, how did you get started as an entrepreneur and in business? Well, you know, Adam, I I, um, I married a wonderful lady uh, over fifty years ago, and uh, her her you know her father was in the real estate business. And um, at that time, I was a pilot. I flew, was flying for Eastern Airlines, and so I always was bugging him to try and get into uh, investing with him and, and getting into real estate investments. And so, you know, we uh, he started bringing me along, and and uh, and you know, I, I started to learn the business from him. Wow. So you were um, so correct me if I'm wrong. You were doing real estate then, kind of part time, right? When you first started. correct, yeah, wow. correct, and I, you know, and I continued that until, you know, I, I, uh, in the, in the, you know, sorry, seventy-five to eighty range, mm -hmm. uh, we were based in New York, and I lived in Connecticut, and I went to work for a very big commercial real estate firm there, mm -hmm. and uh, and really learned the business, you know, from from a uh, very sophisticated and high quality outfit there, uh, so and then like I moved up. Sorry, go ahead. It, it sounds like you had a really um, solid apprenticeship phase, if you will. And what I'd like you to talk about a little bit more, because a lot, a lot of people out there, I, I think they may they may skip this a lot of times. They go right in. They don't necessarily have, they're not necessarily in the right situation. They don't really understand that concept of the, you know, let's just say the, the old way of thinking of, you know, being a real apprentice and working in the field. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how did that experience work for you? What did it do? What do you think it did for your career long term? Oh, it's, I think it's absolutely uh, critical. You know, I think the most important thing you can do is, is you know, align yourself with uh, either go to work for somebody that's really, uh, you know, the top in their business and, or, you know, or, or have a friend or, or acquaintance or somebody. But you've got to learn from somebody, right? We're all, we're, we're, you know, you always uh, need, need a, um, you know, need a tutor in, in irrespective of what business you're in. So, you know, the better the you know the better your your tutor, the better you learn, and the faster you learn, and the less mistakes you make, hopefully. So uh, it's always good to try and do that with somebody that knows what they're doing versus trying to do it yourself. 
And what would what would you say? Because now you know many years later in real estate, so this the the answer to this question I'm going to ask it could relate to real estate. It could really relate to any profession. Um, what would you say would be a good route? Let's say somebody's just getting out of college and they're thinking about, oh well, you know, I, I really do want to learn from the right people. What would you say would be a good route for them going about to find the correct? type of outfit because let's face it not everybody can marry the woman of their dreams and be married 50 years later and they're like oh that's how i got into the business what do you what do you think in retrospect could work out yeah you know well if it's real estate uh you know there's a lot of paths into real estate one being management uh the property management so you know whether you're interested in multifamily or office or retail or whatever segment of real estate you're interested in there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a management arm of that, and that basically deals with operating that specific asset class, and that's a great way to start out and learn the business. There's no better way, for example, in multifamily, it, it's a great way to start out as a leasing person, and you come in there and you learn how to lease apartments, and then you become an assistant manager and a manager and a regional manager, and then you can switch over. Now you really know what you're doing as far as managing the asset, and let's face it, that's where the money is made. And then you go, you can you can flip that over and go on the investment side uh, and, and learn from either an investment firm or, or a private equity firm and, and, and get that knowledge from there. But uh, either one, I mean, sometimes... You know, young college uh, folks that are right out of college and have sort of a finance or an MBA background, they they normally move into the finance part of it right away and understand the finance part. But they don't understand the operations part. That's a learning curve for them. So, you know, the folks that come out of the operations side of the thing and then, then learn the finance, to me, that's that's, you know, if you know how to run the business, you got a big advantage. Oh man, you just you just summed up my life in a couple of minutes. Where were you at uh, 20 years ago or 15 years ago when I was starting with this? I was exactly what you said. So I was I on paper I had everything you know that I needed, but um, in terms of uh, when I first I went in there and I bought my first property, you want to talk about learning curve? That was the learning curve buying my first multi multi family and say, oh my gosh, I'm I'm in a hole. I don't know what I get myself into, Chris. I have to deal with all these tenants and people and contracts and I'm a kid out of school, I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> it's called, Adam, it's called baptism by fire, right? <laughs> or I, or uh, in this case, it was baptism by a uh, water heater and not understanding when to replace them and, and having <laughs> a <flooded> apartment. <laughs> but, hey, oh. it, you still learn, though, right? I mean, maybe the hard way, but it certainly uh <laughs> Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, no, but I'm, so I'm, gl I'm glad I asked you that question because uh, for everybody listening, what Chris just told you, um, especially if you're just getting into business, man, it's uh, it really is the route to go. The other route costs you a lot more time, a lot more money. If you go this, I like to think of it this way, if you go the route that Chris just proposed, not only are you learning with somebody else's money, other people's money, but you're also um, you also have the benefit of working within. If you're if you have a pretty good outfit, you're working for the constraints of other systems and other processes that are are possibly with the right place, um, tried and true, proven, and then you know how to duplicate going forward when you choose to scale, possibly in your own business if you go that route. Um, so really appreciate all that information, Chris, and I want to 
transition a little bit right now, and let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing as a over at Lloyd Jones LLC, Chairman and CEO. And I know I have two different spots I want to make sure you hit, so I'll I'll just tee those up for you. I definitely want to talk about what you're doing for workforce housing, and then I also want to talk about the 55 um, plus market, please. Sure. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, we've been in the uh, the, the the workforce housing uh, part of the, um, the the business for you know over 30 years now, and uh, and and I think that um, you know if you were to look at at, uh, at risk return factors, there's nothing that beats workforce housing. I mean, it's just uh, a very very stable asset. These folks are normally not in a position to buy their own home, uh, and um, you know, and it's it's really great because you're you're really providing housing for your your teachers, your your you know your firemen, your policemen, the people that that uh, you, you know everybody that works in the community and keeps the community going, uh, and um, and they deserve a great place to live. So you know, it's really you get a good feeling about it, and you provide good housing, and and uh, and you you receive a very reasonable return on it. And uh, it's a win-win for everybody. So it, it's it's a great area of the market, and it's certainly when there's a down market, workforce housing performs better than all other real estate assets, bar none. So uh, you know everybody likes the super A plus pretty stuff. I mean, who doesn't like pretty, right? But uh, mm-hmm. and it, when it comes down to making money, that's where the money is. And the asset they normally call these assets CB assets. And and we buy them. Well, they're affordable to the median income of a five-mile radius. So when we buy an asset, we look at the median income in that five-mile radius, and then we try to be our rents need to be 30% of that median. Mm-hmm. And so that that's considered affordable to you know to the person that's making the median income in mm-hmm. that in that market. So that's that's a real you know a real great asset class we've done it for years and years and uh for you know a number of years we were one of the top five developers of affordable housing in the country so um you know so we've got a lot of experience with it and uh and and it's uh, it's just a super a super place to be and then in addition to that we we are focused uh now on the 55 plus market so you know the demographics are so amazing adam just think about this: ten thousand people turn sixty-five every day. Every yeah, that's a lot. day. Yeah, that's a lot. Un- unbelievable. So the wave, the demographic wave that's coming at us, basically the baby boomers, starting in nineteen twenty. Is correction twenty twenty? Starting in twenty twenty, the the number of people age seventy-five up, which is primarily the population that moves into uh, active adult or senior housing, whatever you might call it, uh, that number will start tremendously ramping up, and uh, and there's just going to be a huge need for, for that demographic. And they're moving away from owning a home at that, at that stage of their life. They're looking to sell a home and move into a rental facility and let me tell you, we own about 800 units of 55 plus. They are the absolute best tenants in the world. When mm-hmm. when they when they move out, 
the unit is better than when they moved in. So mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal demographic. They pay the rent on time. They cause no problems. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful asset class as well. And that, and that's going to, in my opinion, from 2020 to 2035, the demographic, uh, you know, tailwind that you've got there is immense, just immense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, those numbers, I mean, it, it blows my mind because when you say 2020, I feel like I've been studying those numbers since at least 2010, and I'm like, dang, where'd that last decade go? <laughs> yeah. but I, you know what? It's like, wait a minute, that's next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've been studying it for 20 years. So you think you've been studying for 10 years. I've been watching this for 20 years. I built my first uh, assisted independent living facility 22 years ago. So I've been watching this industry and this demographic for you know, a lot of years, and now, you know, now the afterburners lit and look out. It's uh, it's going to explode. Yeah, and if we think about, like, the just look at the overall curve of a, of a baby boomer's life cycle in general, I mean, it, it fueled, you know, all of the all of the baby products with the explosion of births, and now it's pretty straightforward that going forward, housing and healthcare are going to be two things that, I mean, it's, it's not a trend. It's just a fact. People are going to age, right? Of course. And, and, and not only that, but what's happening is the technology today that's being created that will allow seniors to live in their, in their own home is just absolutely incredible. I mean, there's, 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 there's you know, the technology industry is really very big on this, on, on this, uh, uh, segment of the industry. It's a huge industry for them, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, and it, it you know and it's and it's going to be fantastic. Well, just you know, just just look at uh, you, know, it, it, you know being able to talk to speakers, and you'll be able mm -hmm. to talk to your uh, you know your refrigerator, your you know. You'll be a, able robot, to tell a your, robot. A robot will help you out of bed, literally. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's literally. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible. What's going to happen over the next 10 years is going to just blow everybody's mind. And the wonderful thing about it is it's going to allow people to age in place in their home, which is where they want to be. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love it. I love where technology is going. I've read quite a bit on the robots and assisted living and how someone's going to, I mean, I can say I remember when my grandmother, you know, this is quite some time ago, uh, she passed when she was 94, but I can remember when she had to finally give up her house, you know, and she was still you know, she's still coherent. Everything was fine. It's just that she could no longer walk up and down the steps or do some other things. And it was like, it was just that, that mark when she could no longer do what she needed to do. Um, but if she could have extended the life that she wanted to be and where she wanted to be and just had some assistance, that would have been pretty interesting for her. Um, or moved into a place that also gave her a little bit more freedom um, than your maybe traditional um, home that she was placed in. So, no, I get it. That's, that's wonderful. Um, so, Chris, yeah. what, um, it, what, kind of, what kind of clients do you take on? So if somebody's listening and they're like, hey, Chris, I like, I like what he has to say. Like, how do I get more information, and whether it's investing or anything, anything else? Um, how, how do they get in touch with you? What kind of clients do you like? Sure. Well, I, I mean, go to our website, LloydJonesLLC.com. Uh, or they're welcome to call our, our phone number here in Miami, 305-415-9910. Uh, 
And, um, you know, Adam, normally up until very recently, we only uh, worked with institutional investors and very, very um, uh, wealthy family offices in the billion-dollar categories usually. And those folks are, you know, are capable of writing checks of 10 to 50 million. So we would bring them into our deal. They would be the one investor along with me. And that's how we did. It's called a joint venture. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how we did all of our deals until very recently. We've now decided to uh, go after, you know, what we call the retail investor, the smaller investor. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now we, uh, you know, we have investments down in the 50, down, all the way down to $50,000. Now, oh, wow. normally, normally we're hoping people will write a check for more than that, but somebody that... Mm -hmm. That's the most they can do. They can get into one of our deals and be a partner. Oh, that's great. That, that's big time. Um, that's, that's a great service to uh, to investors who typically don't always have um, access to um, that, the institutional so syndication and just a lot of the other things also on the finance side. It's just uh, I love where that's going also so that someone can diversify their overall portfolio um, even if they aren't, you know, let's say family office status. So I get exactly what you're saying. And to the listeners, um, it's a big deal. So you should definitely, if you're looking at real estate and in Florida, and if you're looking at different markets, um, like the 55 up um, niche, a um, lot, lot of different um, um, routes you could go, but definitely go check out um, Lloyd-Jones LLC and, see, and, and have, a, have a conversation with Chris. Um, well, hey, Chris, I, I could talk to you all day. I mean, talk to you, I could talk to you all day, but uh, I appreciate all your time today. appreciate you coming on the show and, um, and sharing your knowledge and your history with, uh, with all of the listeners. So thank you for that. Um, and to the listeners, as always, appreciate you um, tuning in. Um, don't forget, uh, you, can, you can follow all my book releases at Ask Adam Torres on Instagram. And if you want to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, uh, just head to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. Um, and have a wonderful day. And thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. 